Happy middle of the night, all. This is blonde-haired girl. So, I just came up with a little term. Our little term just came to me. That she doesn't believe in magic. But what if magic is all there is? So, like, what if it is? What if reality is everything that we create? What if there is no reality that we don't create? We think it's otherwise because we've been told that. Been told that to live in reality, you need to accept reality. She's lost touch with reality. <laughs> All these different phrases about reality. But what really is it? I remember, like, over the years, just kind of sitting. Like, just looking. Like, sitting in my living room on my really, 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 really comfy chair. <laughs> and just looking out and thinking, what... What is this? What is it to actually be aware? Like, what is awareness? What? It really, really is the oddest concept. Like, we... Like, when you really think about it, like, we're in an organic body. We're in a, in a body, and we have these features, eyes and ears and nose and mouth and hands, and we're in a body but it could have been created any other way but it was created this way for us to have two two legs and 10 toes and bones and muscles and ligaments and different types of tissues that put what I've referred to in previous podcasts, which I've also learned about elsewhere, our little space suit for us to be here, where we take in oxygen and we take in nutrients. <laughs> I was thinking about, I remember Wayne Dyer, who somebody that I that I listened to a lot of his material I didn't read a lot of his books 
but I listened to a lot of his material. And he talked about us being in a womb throughout our life, like connected (laughs) to the source. So it's sort of like we're, you know, swimming around in umbilical fluid and (laughs) in utter reliance on source for absolutely everything. And, And we think otherwise. We think otherwise, but like, like when you really, really think about it, it is a gift to be able to breathe. Because if we didn't have air, we wouldn't exist. If we didn't have the nutrients that comes to us in the form of water and food. So I did, I did, I, I had, um, so over the last, I don't know even how long, it, my sleep has been really affected by whatever change happened to me. I still don't even know exactly what happened to me to make me this change in perception I really don't know um but my sleep was really affected by this and I and I do a lot of what some people I guess would call like lucid sleep or lucid dreaming so basically I'm awake and I'm dreaming. So like I'm awake and I'm dreaming. And so a percentage of the night, this is happening for me. And that's what had happened just now. I had, I had woken up and I was, I was going over scenarios in my head, which is something that I'm really, really in an experimenting phase with right now. Because for me, it's really key to actually my happiness and the art of this creation. So I'm in this lucid dreaming thing and I start to thinking about this, this person who was really, really, really put off by me, like very, very put off by me. And she she would be really, really trite about things that I would say. She was really not a very, like, I don't know how to say this, but she was seemingly very based in reality. So I was really flighty and esoteric, and she didn't like these aspects of me and was very vocal about it. Uh, And... That's what got me to this thought 
she doesn't believe in magic. But what if magic is all there is? So we are creating whether we know it or not. And continuing to create whether we know it or not. And so, and so, yesterday I had made a big mistake. (laughs) I actually turned on my work cell phone to check because I've been pretty concerned about one of my clients and something was going down for her on Friday and I wanted to check to make sure she hadn't um, texted me. Or called. She hadn't texted me or called. So I I turned on my cell phone, which was a big mistake. And there were all of these emails. And, and then my brain just went off. Just went off into this. This. What I'm realizing currently is that I've had a lot of, I'm going to make as light of, uh, as I can about it, but like bad experiences in the workplace. I've had a lot of them. And with a lot of different organizations. And so what is happening is, is that it's not even necessarily what's happening right at the moment. My brain is going to a post-traumatic event type scenario and it's really catastrophic thinking and and like I've got to find a different job and, and like and so I'm and then I started to do this because I'm I'm actively learning how to do things differently i'm i'm actively practicing all kinds of things surrounding this event so just a general event so we have something happen that we don't we don't like that is something that happens quite often in our life so it's like a scenario that Maybe it doesn't happen every day, but let's just say three days a week, you have something like this happen and, and, and it is a, it is a reminder of something else and our brain just goes with it. I mean, the other beautiful part of it is that our brain is trying to protect us. Our brain is in protection mode going, you know, uh, danger, 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 be careful, you know, because something, a threat. So a threat to my happiness is imminent. (laughs) So my brain is like just taking over. And, And so that happened yesterday in the evening. And I was like, crap, you know, like, why did I like open my emails? Like I could have just dealt with this on a Monday morning and then really dealt with it. But 
it was kind of this feeling of just drop everything and focus on that, which is something that happens in this workplace. And that's that's another thing that I that I have to say. That is that is kind of related, but I have had, uh, and this is related because workplaces can be as. You can be mistreated at work, just as you're mistreated in every other area of your life can have a really, really abusive boss, a mean boss. Um, and, and so, um, and, and I remember being like, I've had men like actually say to me, you know, that they don't want to pay for what somebody else has done. It's like they, they, know enough about me to know what somebody else did and then they they don't want to pay for somebody else's quote-unquote like sins or whatever that person did but it doesn't that doesn't negate what they did so it doesn't really matter that my ex-husband was really a mean individual if this person is too hitting me over the head it doesn't mean that that this workplace is not like abusive as well and it could be in some ways the universe telling me to move move past this workplace it's sort of like shedding a light and and how many times do i have a pan hit over my head before i move away so that that pan can't be hit over my head anymore <laughs> so this is a little bit complex isn't it and then I would say also that somehow I'm creating this. So if I am the creator of my reality, what if there is absolutely no reality that we do not create? So I am the creator. I have created this workplace. I've set up all of the players And so, and so what do I do about it? And honestly, like Abraham Hicks would say that I can actually change. I don't have to change jobs. I have to change basically me. And that doesn't even mean like eventually that I can't change jobs, but like we don't always have to change the spouse or change the friend or change move across the country. We can, we can stay in the situation and energetically change the situation, just staying in it by thinking about it differently. And she would say, and has said, so Esther Hicks has said, 
like, for example, if you're having trouble with your mother, write down 10 things that you like about her. And focus on the things that you do like. So focus on the things that you do like about the position, about the person, about... And that you can theoretically change the energy of it by changing our thoughts about it. Now, I have to say (laughs) that there are scenarios that you absolutely have to leave. You know, I mean, I've, I've worked with some people that were full on gangster, just full on gangster, like drug dealers and just and just like had to get out of whatever situation they were in. There are times where you cannot stay or or it's going to be really bad. Something really bad is going to happen. <laughs> and it's best to just be moving away. And in a case like that, you have to move away. <laughs> but my cases are not like that. So I I'm not this is not full. And, and you know, this is also my disposition. So, and I, and I want to point this out that I have a partner that I work with. She's, she's, it's like kind of like a, a cop, like your, your partner. She's, and we work together as a team and I'll, and I will talk to her about something and she does not even hear the negativity she does not even hear it. She will read the same text message and she will not even hear the same thing in the text message that I do. And I'm trying to figure that out. I don't know what's going on with that, that she's not. I, I think it's a combination of things. I think, I think a few things about it but per, perhaps, and she also is not one that's just going to drop everything and do it. She takes a little bit more time with things. Like I would be more likely to possibly just like literally stop what I'm doing and focus on that. Um, and in, 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 in all actuality, what this is about is that I'm, I've been late. I'm late on some projects. I'm just late. I just like, I'm setting up appointments late. I, I am in some, some instances, not in all instances, but in some instances. And so, and I have no accounting for my lateness. I'm sitting there, I'm like groping and like going, well, you know, and it's not even that I'm forgetting in some, it's like, it's on my radar, but I'm not, I'm not understanding the timeliness of everything. Like I'm not, I'm not alarmed by the timeliness, um, the way that it's being presented to me by other people. And so like, to me, the most, there's like, there's a hierarchy of timeliness that is the most important and and I'm trying to keep in that hierarchy and apparently I'm failing. There's some aspects to this job that I'm not doing correctly. 
and I have no way to account for it. So the, these are the scenarios that are going on in my head. But my partner, she doesn't take any of that on. She just doesn't. She 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 will not, you know, and I'm sitting here like thinking, okay, is it because I have more responsibility? Because I really do. Between the two of us, I am the more responsible just inherently in my job description than she is. So um so I'm sitting here, I'm like, I need to handle things a little bit more. I think like she is. Because she's happier. She's generally a lot happier than I am. She just is. In her life and in her... I mean, she just is. Unless she's like really hiding things from me, which I don't think she is. So so I go back to yesterday. I, I, I know I'm dissecting this, but this is sort of how... I process things and in my process of of trying to change this so that to improve my life. So yesterday my brain is all latched in. Oh my god, I've got to I've got to drop everything and I got to write that report. I've got to like I got to figure out why was I late on and my brain is just going 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 going. It's like this um into this mode and and I and I have all of these like really negative fearful feelings I have all of these like feelings coming over me of of dread and um and doom <laughs> and gloom so I have all of these these really bad feelings coming over me and then I'm like okay wait a minute stop and see, I'm in the observing stage of this. Like, I am observing. So my body is sort of taking over, and I'm just, I have become the observer at this point. And so I'm, like, looking at it from the outside, and I'm like, okay, this is another opportunity for me to practice. Actually, practice what I preach practice this because it sort of comes down to this like what I have noticed in life is that I'm I'm basically either in alignment with source and and my happy place or I'm not and generally when I'm bumped out of my happy place, it's, it's by external, I guess, triggers. What I'm perceived to be external triggers. But I don't even know if it is, like, I don't know, just life kind of happens. Like I just happen to turn on my phone to check to see if this person had texted me and then I get these <laughs> I have this this phrase called nasty grams. These weren't as nasty as some grams could be, but they were kind of 
please advise was kind of the way these emails were set up, which I, I personally, it's not my preferred method. It doesn't, feels very businessy, but not productive. Emails like this don't feel productive to me. And so, and then of course, I've already talked about my brain went on and on and on and oh my God, you're gonna have to find another job and it just going down this wormhole of, of despair. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, and then I'm observing, I'm okay. And then my brain is doing that thing again. And I am realizing, I had realized last week that so much of what is happening for me right now has nothing to do with right now. In the workplace, I am generally very reactive at this point in my life. I'm very, very reactive. And it and it's not even about this workplace. It, it's like I had I had I've had multiple workplace like for lack of a better term like brain injuries and part of it is just my disposition because I'm incredibly sensitive which is something that I really don't want to uh, change about myself I like the fact that I'm very very sensitive but I'm actually very caring and very I have a lot of like amazing characteristics about myself. I'm very responsible and this and that. However, I have become increasingly uh, resistant to certain activities based on these like critiques. So I know that nearly everything that I do is going to come back with a great big red mark on it. And for my personality and my and my what motivates me, that's not very motivating to me. I'm not very motivated by punishments. I become a little bit more resistant. <laughs> so <laughs> I become resistant when when I'm you know it doesn't make me want to do it again with, with nearly anything. So, um, so, (laughs) so last night, so then having this opportunity to, to actually practice doing it differently because I want to be happy. And I don't want anything to be standing. I don't want to spend one more second of my life unhappy. I don't even know if that's humanly possible. I don't, I don't know that the, that the Buddha ever got to a place of, of, of actual mastery at never being, never having any emotions about anything ever, forevermore. <laughs> And see, and see, here's where it is. It's like, I am, I am practicing mastery. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty tall order, right? I think. 
And I, and I did not even realize that until this very second. So I am practicing how to master reality, how to master the creation of my reality in such a way that I will not be affected by the nasty gram. And so right now, I'm in a process of practicing. And you have to practice something over and over and over and over to master it. It's like, you know, one of those professional ice skaters who goes to the Olympics. I'm practicing the Olympics of mastering how to stay in a happy place because I really believe that it is key and I really believe it is also possible. Do I believe that we are always going to be ecstatically happy? I don't even know if that's something that we should even shoot for. I mean... Honestly, times like of bliss for me, I've only been able to stay in it for a period of time and then I have to have some relief from it. It's like a, you know, a huge celebration, you know, like a wedding celebration. You can only handle that celebration for a certain amount of time and then you have to, you have to come out of that celebration and just go back to some sense of normalcy. But I prefer to have my normalcy not be the wormhole of despair, (laughs) which I will tell you, for years, I, I was really unhappy. For years, I was searching for happiness. I was searching for happiness and it just seemed to kind of elude me. I mean, there were happy moments. I certainly did have happy moments. But sustained happiness and contentment eluded me. I am now happier than I ever have been. One of the obstacles to my happiness is the workplace. If I didn't have to go to a workplace, I, I, I would be happier. But then that would provide other issues. And so I will learn how to master this. Because I, I, I kind of believe that all of them are dysfunctional to a certain point. All workplaces are dysfunctional. I mean, you walk out of your house and into the world, and then you've got all of these multitudes of energies that we're having to sift through in a day, which is probably partly why I, I really enjoy being in the car. Although you, when you're in the car, you have to deal with all kinds of energies as well, the way people drive. Like, I go over this mountain to go to, my, to work a lot. And 
oftentimes I have to pull over because the car in back of me is impatient because I'm driving slower. I don't actually, I drive a little bit over the speed limit, not a lot, but it's a really windy road. It's like, so sometimes I have to pull over more than other times, but I generally always have to pull over on this road. And so even on a, on a good day, I, and a happy day, I'm still, I can easily be triggered even in traffic. (laughs) So, so it's kind of imperative to learn how to change the brain to not be reactive. So we do this through all kinds of practices, like through meditation, through getting into the present moment, through um, looking in the mirror. Like This was another thing that I did yesterday. I was looking in the mirror and I was doing like what Louise Hay would say, you know, like mirror work where I was looking at myself and it's like, I really do love myself. I just love that girl. I love the qualities of who I am. And, and it's like, I'm, I, I prefer to not berate myself because I make mistakes and I fail in my workplace. Because we are so driven, aren't we? We, I mean, maybe not all of us. Because I remember, I mean, maybe not all of us are as driven to excellence. But I really, really want to excel. I want to make the A. I want to be on time. I, I have these expectations of myself, my own internal and then I perceive these people and, and certain expectations that they have as obstacles to my excellence. <laughs> I'm laughing. Sometimes I think it, it is just better to say I will try harder next time in that area. Because there's a lot of balls that I'm holding up at this job. There's a lot of balls in the air. There's a lot of different aspects to it. And and I and so sometimes I'm focused on on something else. And this last week, quite frankly, I'm going to just admit that I was focused on not being so focused. I was focused on not having as many expectations on me and skating through the week a little differently. And that was met with, where is this? And where is this? And why was this not done on time? Why was this not on time? Blah, 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 blah. You know, these, um, a to-do list of things that were, um, that didn't get done in time. 
so then my brain goes to okay so how do I how do I avoid this from happening and 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 goes into some kind of fix it mode <laughs> which is exactly what like Abraham Hicks would say don't go into fix it mode <laughs> so it's like oh damn I'm I'm going into fix it mode again too it's like I'm a triple failure <laughs> So then, I mean, it's really odd that I, I go to sleep and then I'm dreaming about it. I'm in this lucid dreaming about this. Because I've created this reality. It is really, really a challenge in this work to believe in things that you cannot see. So... It's, it's like there is the reality of my life and then there is the mental reality of my life. And so I am, I am generally in this dream world. We all are, but we're not aware of it. But it's just the truth is that a lot of people's dream life is, is just not very colorful. I don't think that there's anything wrong with the ordinary. I don't think there's anything wrong with the ordinary to just have a a life, you know, of pleasant contentment. And so and so I'm I'm And so everybody's everybody's wish list is going to be different. And I know and I've been I've been writing things a little bit differently in my journal because I realized that I was being very very uh writing down exactly what it was that I wanted and exactly where it was going to come from and I, I guess I was being too controlling. <laughs> And so I just, I've started to write down a generality of what it would look like. And that is freedom. Financial freedom, just freedom to be able to freedom of like to pay off everything to pay off because I, I really want to keep my place my car just pay off everything all my debts and, and then just have freedom enough money that I you know if I want to travel if whatever I want to do if I want to fix the, uh, my place if I want to buy my new flooring it doesn't take eight years to get my flooring like just it's just there sort of like the air we breathe to like just it's going to be there I know it's going to be there the money's going to arrive it's there what if what if money is just sort of like air but we think it's different because we've been told 
like I grew up with parents, I know I'm rambling and I'm going to wrap this up, but I mean, I grew up with parents who had come from the 30s. And so they were, they were, and my parents were really good with money, but it was also a different time where you've, where you got pensions and you were given stock by companies and for working there you got vested and it was, it was, you know, but even then everything was working toward retirement. Everything was working toward like not working. (laughs) You're going to work so that you don't have to work. And then by the time that you don't work, then you, you, I mean, what happened to my dad is he died on his way to work. He never got to not work. And so, and so, but my parents were also very, um, very, very, very conservative with their, and there was always this talk of we can't afford that. Always. I mean, especially from my mother. Not in, I don't remember my dad talking like that as much as my mother. We can't afford that. We can't do that. We can't afford. I mean, I heard that all the time as a child. And so the, these thoughts that I have about money are really, really ingrained. And then on top of that, you had like the church because I was raised Catholic, you know, like rich people are bad people, even though like the Catholic church is one of the richest churches in the world. It's a very, very rich religion. I mean, making people tithe 10% of their income. So the church was like really, really, really wealthy and um, had this expectation that we, that everybody else was just supposed to not be rich. (laughs) Don't have your focus be on that. In fact, don't have your focus be on your life. Have your focus entirely be on the next life. And you better act right. You better act right. But then there's also this this added focus. If you don't work, you don't eat. And that is sort of exemplified in, in the way that things are in our in the country. That people who who don't, I mean, there's some people who don't work because they're independently wealthy. They've got a huge nest egg that they don't ever have to work another day in their life. But some people who don't work are starving. They don't eat because they don't have the money to eat. Because you have to have money to eat. Or you go to, you know, your local church who... such a messed up system isn't it so and actually all of it is is not seems like reality right but what if it's not
what if the the universe, the God, the creator's source sustains us? I mean, my thought is doing something that we really love to do and then receiving an income from that. Doing something that we love to do and receiving an income from that. I'm going to um, talk about something and then I am ending this podcast. I I watch way too much TikTok. And there's this, this, late, this girl, she's pretty young. I think she's 22 and she worked at Alta and she's really into makeup. And she started doing these makeup tutorials. And now she has millions of followers and all kinds of makeup brands send her she just gets packages of of makeup and she and she uh gives her she so she works with the makeup on her on her her TikTok and she gives like and I'm sure she is selling a ton of product because I actually know that I've gone and gotten some of the stuff that she has suggested Here's the thing. She also has this food. She started a second TikTok station about, and she has an eating disorder that she talks about. So all this huge success does not necessarily equate to happiness and can be temporary. Because at this point, she has everything she wants. She has money, she has the new apartment, she has a new guy in her life. But she still has these days. So we get absolutely everything that we think that we want, and we're still wanting. Because there is this, this, thing that eludes us and that is just sustained happiness this little feeling inside of ourselves that everything is okay everything is good everything is good and just sort of sitting there not that the other shoe is going to drop not this, not in anticipation that something bad is going to happen in a minute. Just being able to sit and be quiet in the awareness that everything is good. Maybe I would call this peace. Being at peace. <laughs> And so I end by saying, she doesn't believe in magic, but what if magic is all there is? I will most certainly be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.